Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for the Nathan Brown Show on 106.7 Buzz 2. Inside the 15, Bears want to go quickly. Fake the handoff. Outside they go. Richmond, stutter step. At the 5. Into the end zone! Touchdown for the third time! Kristen Richmond's got a hat trick! And the Bears take the lead! How about it? Over the next hour, Coach Brown and Bears broadcaster Justin Acre will recap the previous games, highlight outstanding performances, and look ahead to what's next for Central Arkansas football. Third and long here for Braylon Smith. Will they throw on third down? Nope. Hale up the middle. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown Central Arkansas! Cherry on top, Darius Hale, his seventh of the season. The freshman is feasting. The Nathan Brown Show is presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro and broadcasted live at their location at 955 South Amity Road. Hudson, part of a three-receiver set to the right side. They're going to hand it off to Hale. He's going to go left side. At the five, four, three, two, touchdown. Central Arkansas, Darius Hale for the third time tonight. Hat trick for Richmond in the last outing. Darius Hale gets the first of his career tonight, and the Bears are cruising. And also brought to you in part by Splash Car Wash, AT&T, Highland Dairy, Conway Corp, La Quinta Inn and Suites Conway, Conway Regional, DDS Dentures and Implants, HD Roofing and Construction, and the Arkansas Beef Council. There goes Hale up the middle. He's gone. He's going to go to the house. All the way to the end zone. He got caught at the end, but he's in for another score, another long run. 50-plus yards by Darius Hale. Late flag comes in, but it was after the score, and Darius Hale is over 200 yards on the night. Unbelievable performance by the freshman this evening. Now let's head to walk-ons and join Nathan Brown and Justin Acre. He's got one man to beat. He's down the sideline. He's into the end zone for the second time this year. Christian Richmond to the house. All right, welcome into walk-ons. A special team score in just about every other way you could imagine. The Bears get it done with a big win at home over the weekend against North Alabama. We welcome you into walk-ons and the final score, of course, uh, High-scoring affair. Bear offense continues to roll as well. 64-29, the final over North Alabama. And Coach Brown, congratulations. That was a lot of fun to watch. We were a little concerned about the weather that we might get delayed, but game took a while. It was only because you guys wouldn't stay out of the end zone. <laughs> yeah, all things considered, I thought I thought the night went really well. I mean, it, it, you know, we were actually anticipating kind of a washout night, so we, we were mentally prepared for that. I know I talked to our team about that going into the game. Uh, you know, a lot of the – you know the, the the things leading up to the homecoming game got got kind of postponed and maneuvered around the weather because uh, I think we missed most of it earlier in the day. So um, so it, that was good and, and it it made for a wet surface. But but as far as the rain coming down, it really wasn't bad. I mean the second half we got a little bit of a miss, but uh, but our guys handled it. You know we went out there and played efficient football. I thought in all three phases of the game, our most complete.
complete game to date. Um, and, and it's good to be playing that way late in October going into early November um, when, when things really matter. We were a little concerned, I guess, because you guys have been so efficient offensively against Kennesaw State that you might you know, have a little bit of rust after the week off, but obviously that wasn't the case. What did you guys do to stay, stay sharp in the off week? Well, I think that is your biggest concern is you come out flat. I mean, anytime you, you get a week off and you kind of get your routine off balance, um, especially late in the year, um, that's always a concern. Um, you know, we didn't we didn't do anything out of the ordinary. I'm a big I'm a big advocate of changing uh, your approach week in and week out. I mean, uh, year in and year out when it comes to bye weeks. I mean, if it's week two or or, or, or week eight, you you might treat the bye week a little differently. So our guys handled it well. They had some time off. Um, we gave them uh, we gave them a couple days couple days of a uh, couple days of rest because of Caden Brown right here. Uh, he caught a punt on practice on Wednesday Wednesday afternoon that uh, that sealed the deal for our guys not to practice Thursday morning. So. That was kind of a cool deal. You'd have thought we won the Super Bowl wow. when, he, when he caught it. So uh, that was a big deal. But our guys got a good break, and uh, and we came back and had a really good Sunday prep practice and had a great week of practice. You could tell we were fresh. I like that. Uh, happy Halloween, by the way, too. I forgot to no mention. No doubt. I don't see the kids here. I assume they're out uh, they are, collecting candy. They are scouring Conway right now, probably probably knocking on doors as we speak. I brought a couple of pieces just in case they showed up. But they, they're still planning on stopping by, I think. Okay. Well, we'll they're going to we'll do a lot. they get here in time. I'm guessing they're going to do a lot better than a couple of pieces. <laughs> so, I mean, it was an historic night. You know, now let's, let's talk about the big picture, and then I want to talk about some of the details of the game because it was, I mean, the, the numbers were, to call them video game is really um, – not even, not even adequate. Some of the numbers that were put up, it's I mean, we're talking about historically uh, as good as it's ever been here, and the best in the Division One era as far as the performance goes. But um, four and four overall now, three and zero oh in the A Sun. And as you look at the formula, and a certain someone just tweeted out the, uh, the the math on all this as far as the AQ. I don't know that anybody really understands how all that works, but the bottom line is you put yourselves in position. To be in position, yeah. I guess, the next few weeks, and that's what we've been talking about, sort of being in playoff mode the last couple of weeks. Well, it is, and, and we put ourselves in this position early in the year. You know, we, we had some opportunities to, you know, seal some games that, that, that didn't go our way, but it is what it is. We, we're playing our best football right now. I told our, tell our guys week every week, I mean, control what we can control, control the now. Don't worry about two, three weeks from now. Let's worry about today. Let's worry about getting better for the opponent this weekend. And, you know, the formula will take care of itself. You know, we, we, we need to do a good job this weekend making it matter next weekend right yeah. and that's that's our goal right now is to 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 make it a problem as each week goes by and so to do that you got to win and so um, we've obviously got a huge game this weekend in in richmond kentucky against a great great eastern kentucky team and and uh you know i you always get questions and answers i don't know is, is there a computer making this decision i don't know i mean I, I i've tried to wrap my brain around it too but it is what it is we've handled what we're supposed to do in the a sun and we've got a chance to stay on top of that a sun mountain this week in game four um and, and and stay unblemished let me ask you this let's just simplify this for everybody is there any doubt in your mind if you finish seven and four that you're going to go to the postseason i don't think there's any doubt in my mind okay that's good all right let's talk about some of the numbers it was fun and i didn't even realize that. i mean you guys were mounting the numbers up so quickly we couldn't keep up and by the end of the game, we didn't have time to compile it all and put it in perspective, but 733 yards, it's the second most ever at UCA, behind only 804 against Henderson State in 2002. Obviously, it's the most in the Division One era. Um, 456 rushing yards, also the second most ever. You only needed 13 more to get there. Uh, West Alabama in 1998, 469. And obviously, we saw Darius Hale set an A-Sun rushing record, just a couple of weeks after we saw Christian Richmond set an eight-son receiving record. So, you know, bottom line is everything's clicking. It was, uh, 
I mean, it's, it's mind-boggling, though, some of the numbers when you look at it. Well, I'm so happy for our offensive line and, and tight ends. They've, they've worked so hard. And so, you know, Darius and Ky- Kylan and, you know, our running backs and, and obviously Will, who we're going to speak to here in a minute, I mean, those guys get all the glory, and they should, and they deserve it. But, man, those guys those guys have been opening holes, especially for the last about the last month. And we've done a great job, uh, you know, you know, uh, getting the right mesh and group of guys up there and, and – uh, and they're moving the pile. And bottom line is, is when you control the line of scrimmage, good things happen. And we control the line of scrimmage on, on, on Saturday. And, look, that's both sides of the ball. I mean, we're talking offense right now, but I thought both sides of the ball, defense and offensive lines, controlled the line of scrimmage. And, and uh, you know, when you when you give those running backs we have a, a, a crease, they're going to make the most of it. And I thought, I thought Darius and Kylan both were playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. We knew how good Shanderick Powell was. And he'd been getting a lot of praise, and he deserved deservingly so. And he had a good night the other night. Um, but but those two came in with a little chip on the shoulder, and they ran like it on Saturday. No doubt. And I uh, want to mention, too, Darius Hale named the Offensive Player of the Week in the A-Sun, and it's the second time he's been honored as such. A couple of touchdowns to go to 255. He is now at 928 for the season through eight games, and he had 1,021 last year in 11 games. So, again, we'll see what his status is. He went out with a, uh, an injury. We'll see what uh, what his situation is by the weekend. Um, can you give us an update there, or are we we still I, up in the air a little bit? You know, it's, he's day to day right now, and, and he's 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 progressively gotten better each day since Saturday, Sunday. Sunday he was sore, but then he went in and got treatment again today. He was he was on the bike, moving around a little bit. So hopefully tomorrow we can get him out, moving around a little bit in practice. And uh, he's one of the toughest kids I've I've been around. That kid has not missed uh, has not missed a practice rep or a game rep in his career. So I mean, this is this is something that's new to him. Uh, he's a tough dude and doesn't like missing reps and and uh, and so I you know it, it, it's something it's a little setback but I think uh, I think knowing Darius and knowing our, our uh, medical team will will have him as good as he can be this weekend. Miles Butler also honored by the league and appropriately so at a hundred yard receiving awesome. game. Yeah, uh, freshman player of the week honored by the league. So great to see him getting some attention as well. And I'm gonna guess we've not heard the last of him either. Obviously, he's been an explosive playmaker for you this year. We'll take a break, and uh, Will McElvain's here. Caden Brown is here. We'll talk to one of those two when we come back, and we'll continue on to recap. It'll take a while. What was a really fun Saturday here in Conway and homecoming, 64-29. Weather wasn't great, but the outcome was. Back here at Walk-Ons at Conway after this. If you have a question or comment for the head bear, send Justin a message on Twitter at JustinAkery7. Now, back to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, 955 South Amity Road, on the Buzz Radio Network. Play action, McIlvain throws down the left sideline. Back shoulder throw caught. Midfield, 45-40. Off to the races. There goes Miles Butler. He's going to take it to the house. McIlvain looking right. Now he's going to run it at the 10. Jukes a man at the 5. Into the end zone. It's Will McIlvain for the score. Will McIlvain with a 12-yard touchdown run to add to the Bears' lead. All right, welcome back to Walk-Ons here in Conway. Will McIlvain throwing, running. Didn't catch a touchdown the other night, but, hey, the season's not over yet, Will, so we'll see if we can work that out as part of the plan going forward. There was a player in the NFL, I think, yesterday that uh, caught Christian one. McCaffrey. There you go. He's yeah. pretty versatile, too. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's not bad. Uh, offense clicking, obviously, 49-49, 51-64, the last four scoring outputs for the Bears. Coach, what changed the last four weeks for your team? What clicked? Well, I think 
a lot, you could put a put a pin on a lot of it. I mean, I think one, you just continue to get more comfortable as the season goes on. We figure out our personnel. I think Coach Collins and Will have developed a rapport. They understand each other better as the season goes on, right? I mean, you just. It's not like I've said before, you know, Will's not a freshman, but Will's new here, right? So we've got to figure out what his eyes see, what he's got to, he's got to figure out what co- way Coach Collum kind of ticks in, in certain situations. And then, and then just guys playing with more and more confidence. I think that we've done a good job emphasizing getting the ball to our playmakers' hands. I mean, Gerard Barnes has touched the ball a lot over those four games. Christian Rich has touched the ball a lot over those four games. You continue to have success in the run game. I think our offensive line has gained confidence. So there's a number of things you can put your, put your, uh, put your hand on as far as that goes, but, but it starts at quarterback. If your quarterback's not playing at a high level, you're not going to have success. Your quarterback is playing at a high level. It's official. Will McIlvain joining us, uh, junior from Des Moines, Iowa. And, Will, congrats. It was a fun game to watch. I'm sure it was not uh, not too terrible to play in the night as well. Yeah, thank you. How was the preparation for what was expected to be a wet night? And it was off and on over the, the evening. How much harder did that make it for you? Uh, you know, the balls were uh, slick at the beginning of the game, and we did a good job of, you know, rotating them in and out and trying to get uh, dry balls in there. So, uh, you know, it wasn't as much of a factor as I thought it was, and it didn't rain as bad as I thought it was going to rain. Yeah, you guys had some tough matchups out of the gate. You know, obviously the, the Missouri State game and then Ole Miss, and things have really been clicking ever since the Idaho State game. For you, I mean, did things kind of slow down, feel more comfortable? Obviously the competition, you know, after you see Ole Miss, I guess everything's a little bit, uh, probably a little bit slower than that too. Yeah, I think it was just about, uh, you know, getting more confident and comfortable with, uh, you know, a new offense and a lot of new players around us, so. You know, just finally started to, to gel, and, you know, once you get it going one time, it's kind of easy to build off of it. So I was thinking, and it may never happen again. I mean, it may be a first for sure. Hit 200-yard receivers yeah. and 200-yard rushers, well, including one that went for 200. It really is. So, uh, you know, well, when everything's going like that, I mean, what's that feel like? you got to feel, uh, I mean, not hard to find confidence, I would think, in a game like that. No, it's, it, it, it's easy. You know, we've got so many playmakers around us, and I just try to make the right decisions and, you know, get the ball in those guys' hands and, just, and let, them, let them do what they can do. So I thought one of the best plays you made all year was uh, there was a play you kept alive with your feet, rolled right, and then threw back into the towards the middle of the field to Barnes, who then took off across the to the other side of the field and scored a touchdown. Can you tell me what you saw in that play? Yeah, my initial read wasn't there, and I just kind of tried to extend it. And you know, Gerard did a good job just finding space and, and working with me, and kind of snuck behind somebody. And uh, once he caught it, it, was just nobody else there. You know, I look back to another thing. Coach mentioned the offensive line. Obviously, they're opening some holes. But they've done a great job of protecting the last couple of weeks. Two sacks given up over the last two games. Um, from a confidence standpoint, I don't see you, you know, worried about rushers coming a whole lot anyway. You do a good job of keeping your eyes downfield. But when they're keeping you clean, how does that, you know, change your sort of approach at all? Yeah, at they've, all? they've done a fantastic job. And it makes a huge difference when you can, you know, just kind of sit back there and uh, relax and let it come to you. And, you know, you don't really got to worry about getting hit or even getting pressure. They've done a good job. And, uh, you know, I'm super comfortable with them and super confident in them. Been spreading the ball around pretty good. And getting, getting a lot of guys in the mix. I mean, Miles, this last week, Coach mentioned Gerard the week before. It was, you know, Christian Richmond kind of is the main target. What's the key to building rapport with different guys and, and what they want and how they want the ball? Uh, well, you know, we, we worked a lot this offseason. I think that's why, you know, at the beginning of the year when we were starting a little bit, it was disappointing. But I think everybody, you know, had the confidence that we were going to get it rolling. And, uh, you know, once we did, I think we, it's kind of what we expected to do. You know, we, we all worked together this offseason, and uh, I think that's kind of where it came from. You came from a program that has obviously playoff expectations, and you come to another one that is the same. Um, you know, you guys are basically in playoff mode. We were talking about it. I saw you tweet something out about the uh, the math that goes into the, the automatic qualifier. Nobody understands it. I don't know who's doing the math on it, but we do know that if you go three for three the next three weeks, you're, you're going to the postseason. So do you feel like you're in playoff mentality already? 
Yeah, I think we are. You know, we've got, uh, I think, must game, must win games, and we know that. And I think we've done a good job, you know, as a team approaching every single week with every single practice and every single rep, you know, like it matters. So, you know, it, it's important to get it rolling right now, and right now is the time of the year where good teams get rolling and, and can get, uh, you know, some momentum going into the playoffs. Well, McElvain joining us here on the Nathan Brown Show. Walk-ons here in Conway, quarterback for the Bears, who's having a, a great season. And really, when you look over the last, you know, handful of weeks, it's just been off the charts as far as your production has, has gone. And, you know, he talked about the, the offensive line, the receivers have played great, the run game, you know, sort of uh, keeping the defense guessing has obviously been helpful as well. But, uh, you know, we'll look at some of those numbers here in a minute. But it's been it's been pretty amazing. Um, how about this week? Eastern Kentucky, I don't know if you've heard the stories, but it's been kind of a hard-fought few games with this team the last couple of years and the last few times you guys have been out with them. What what do you know about them? What, what What's your preparation like for Eastern Kentucky this week? I think the preparation is, is the same as it always is. Obviously, you know, it's going to be uh, an important game, but they all are at this point, and, you know, we don't want to take any team – you know, for granted or take any team too serious, we just want to take it one week at a time. You know, Coach mentioned your relationship with Coach Collins, and I'm just curious about what the preparation's like as far as uh, going through the, the play sheet and plays you love, plays you don't like as much. I mean, how much say-so do you have on what's going to make it into the game plan? I think I have as much say-so as I want to, but I, I trust him that, you know, he, he knows what I like and he, he's going to call it, so I try to just, you know, let him do his job and, and call uh, what, and run what he execute or uh, execute what he calls. We've not had as many balls probably go to backs as we've had this year. I don't remember guys catching as many passes out of the backfield as we've seen. Kylan's obviously a dynamic playmaker. You've got to find ways to get the ball, and there's only so many to go around. And Darius actually is you know, a very good pass catcher as well. Uh, what do you like about the versatility? What, what have you seen from your backs? Yeah, we've got so much versatility, uh, you know, receiving running back, and I think it's just a huge, uh, you know, help to the team where you can just dump it to a back and they can go get as many yards, and, and it helps me. You know, try not to be overly aggressive when I know I can just check it down and, and those guys can make, make plays and make guys miss. All the tape on you, or a lot of the tape on you, obviously you threw it well when you were at Northern Iowa, but you also ran it quite a bit too. Haven't seen as much of that this year. More about keeping plays alive with your feet versus maybe taking off and running. You did have a touchdown run the other night, the second of the season for you, but how, how much do you think about trying to stay behind the line of scrimmage where you can keep a play alive and maybe get a guy loose downfield versus trying to run for 10 or 12. Yeah, I think about that, and uh, I think it really just comes down to, you know, we get a lot of guys open, and our backs do such a good job running that I really haven't had to do a lot of running. You know, there's usually always somebody open that I can just throw it to. So, and I've got time where I can sit back there and throw it, and I don't really got to do a lot of scrambling. So I think it's just kind of been, you know, how it's played out this year. Let's shift gears. It's Halloween. What do you remember about your days growing up in Des Moines? Did you Was it a big deal? Like, did you go out on beggars night? Were you Were you... Going around trying to get a bunch of candy, or was that not a big deal to you? No, I always went for Halloween. I think I was like uh, Vince Young every year for Halloween or Colt McCoy <laughs> or something. Like every year I was a football player. Every year? Every year. Different guy? Uh, I was a Vince Texas multiple fan, times. But I, okay. I, I think I was probably Vince Young a couple times. How'd so. you become a Texas fan in Iowa? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I think maybe like the first game I watched was like the national title game against oh. USC, and I just saw him running into the corner, you know, and I just kind of was a fan since then. Yeah. You got some other than the height part of it. I mean, you definitely have some similarities in the way you play the game. That's for sure. Um, and what about your go-to? What's your favorite candy to get in the bucket when you were a kid? Uh, I like those uh, fruities. You know, like little fruities. Uh, they come in like individual wrappers, like two rolls, but they're fruit flavored. I went and got some today from Target. I've been had them for like years. <laughs> I went and got some today. I've been craving them. Yeah. Okay. How was uh, how's the Conway experience been for you since you've been here? It's good. I like it. I, you know, I, I love uh, the weather. Obviously, it's a, it's a big difference. Like, you know, so. I just love everything. I love living in the South and, you know, good food, I think, and, and good people, so I like it down here. Yeah, you still need a shovel, but you don't have to break it out as often. No, not at all. It's nice. Well, good luck this week, man. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you. 
All right, that is Will McIlvain, quarterback for the Bears here. We're going to talk to Caden Brown coming up next segment. Good job, Will. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about his recruiting coach. And um, just, you know, as long as since we're here talking to him, just, just kind of give us a walk back on how that all came to pass because I'm sure there are quite a few teams who are interested in getting him yeah. to come to their schools. Yeah, he, he hit the transfer portal, and we immediately uh, immediately jumped on. And we, we, we saw his highlight and, and obviously thought he was a guy that – uh, we needed an instant impact guy. You know, we we were going to take a high school kid and 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 love Austin Myers, local kid out of Bologna, um, but we knew we needed an instant impact guy, and and we'll we'll fit that mold. We got him on an official visit. Uh, he had a lot of opportunities to go to a lot of places on official visit. He decided to come with us. We had a good rapport, had a good relationship through that process. Um, glad he decided to trust us. Um, had plenty of offers. I don't know. He probably had 15, 20 offers coming out of Northern Iowa. Uh, had some FBS stuff and 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 basically every FCS school in the country and uh, you know I think it was opportunity uh, to come in and make some, one be be the starter have a chance to be the starter and compete for it but two I think uh, I think the 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 way we build our quarterback room is important to him uh, he we you know we obviously uh, you know sold him on that on his visit and and uh, and I've said it from from the start he's got the talent to be one of the best to ever play here and there's no question about that well last four games been about as good as you could ask for 13 touchdowns two picks. Almost 300 yards a game, and as we mentioned, offensive line doing their part the last couple, too, protecting him with just two sacks allowed the last two games combined. So good things happening for the Bears on offense all the way around. Talk a little bit later, the Beef Report, brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council on Eastern Kentucky and their interesting season. Five and three now on the year. going to be a tough matchup, and it's a long trip for the Bears this week and a beautiful setting for football. Looking forward to Saturday and heading back over there. be a lot more fun coming back with a win, though, that's for sure. 7-20. Three. We're here at Walk-Ons in Conway. Happy Halloween. Nathan Brown Show continues on the other side on 106.7 Buzz 2. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On's Sports Bistro in Conway, where everything is made from scratch, bringing Cajun cuisine to life. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin on the Buzz Radio Network. He's going to bounce it outside this time and walk into the end zone. All kinds of room for number four, and that is the easiest stroll he's had probably in his career. Into the end zone he goes. And add one more to the total for Darius Hale. They're going to bring some pressure, it looks like. They're going to hand it off the Bears, do off the right side. And there he goes. Hale at midfield, 40, 35, 30, slips the tackle, 25, 20, 10, 5, pylon. And yes, touchdown, yeah. Central Arkansas. Yeah. Darius Hale just took it to the house. Are you kidding me? All right, two more for Darius Hale, 10 on the season, and I think he's got a reception for a touchdown, two of them. Okay, thank you, Coach. So that's 12 and 18, 30. 19, 30. Thank you. Carry the one. 30 in two years. I, I should be asked to do math. That's amazing, <laughs> isn't it? How about that? He is uh, now top 10 in the nation, too, 116 yards a game. His total of uh, a little over 900, also top 10, and obviously the touchdowns have got him in the mix as well among the nation's leaders. And, you know, you look up there, Shaderic Powell, a guy that you guys kept in check through three quarters yeah. the other night, is up there as well. He's an impressive player. And uh, you guys did a pretty good job. And we're going to talk defense in a minute here. But, 
obviously Darius again that the you know the looked like a hamstring the other night and then you know but again you uh, you never can replace a guy like him. However, the good news is you got some awfully good and talented depth at that position. Yeah, I mean look, Darius. Obviously, we, we need a healthy All American. Like Darius is an All American running back, special player. Um, never want to want, want him to go down with an injury. But we're in a good shape at running back in the running back room. And a matter of fact, uh, you know we've had a couple guys that haven't touched the ball in that room that. <laughs> it may be pretty special too, and that, and that's the exciting part. So, um, you know, playing as Darius be good, but you know we know what Colin James could be as good a running back as anybody in the country. Uh, we do know that already. Um, you know, and then just you know some of the guys we got we got behind him. You know, Deuce made Deuce Wise made some big runs the other night. You know, we've got two true freshmen that could that could carry the load if they had to. Um, we just we we were in good shape in that room. We've done a great job recruiting. All right, well, let's talk about uh, holding down Shandarik Powell, and that was obviously a focal point going in. You guys did a great job holding down that vaunted rushing attack, which went for almost 400 the week before against Eastern Kentucky. And Caden Brown, the defensive lineman from Dardanelle, joining us here, and senior now. This is it, right? This is it. No more COVID six. years. Nope. No more. I don't even know. I don't trust these anymore. It's like, it's a senior, but I'm like, eh, maybe he can come back again. I, I know, know. I know. I got blessed with an extra year in the COVID year and redshirted in 2019, and and uh, definitely never thought I'd be in this position, so it's it's really cool. You sure this is it? This is it. This is, uh, this is got three to however many weeks in the postseason. Yeah. so that's what I got left. Well, let's go win the next three because I'd love yeah, to get some postseason games as well. So, what was the approach this week? You saw what they did to Eastern Kentucky the week before. Pretty good football team. Mm-hmm. Ran for almost 400. What was the mindset going well, into the game? I'll tell you this: this was the best one in five football team that we were going to face. Um, they were in overtime in three other games. They led four game or four of those games. They were leading at one point of the game. Their line was pretty pretty solid. They're very patient, and I'll tell you, this back was one of the most patient backs we've ever seen. He kind of gave off like Le'Veon Bell vibes whenever he would just sit there and wait for just one little crease, and he'd hit it instantly. And so we knew that we had to be uh, patient with our two gaps up front in the in the D line, and and we need to we needed to hold down the front. And with that, we held them to 14 points with our ones and twos, and and I feel like we just did a great job with that. And like I said, he's one of the best backs that we were going to face in the conference, and he's super patient, super good. So we talked about the offense and how they've been on a roll the last few weeks, Caden. And you guys, the last two games have been as good as we've seen all year. Certainly different kinds of challenges, but both against vaunted running attacks. Take me back to Kennesaw and then how it carried over after the bye week and what you guys have done. So for a lot of people, Kennesaw game was just it's so different. But in the conference I played in in high school, we played a lot of wing T, dead T style offenses. So I just knew this was going to be my type of game. I like a dirty trench fought game, and, and that's how that was going to be. So the whole week I was excited, prepared. I was just ready to play the cut. Like That's what they were going to do. They were going to give you a wedge block or they were going to cut you. That was just the two two uh, aspects of their run offense. And uh, so the whole week we were preparing for that, and that was a super cool experience because you don't get to see that much in college. And whenever good collegiate athletes put that into performance, then you don't know what you'll get, and we were able to put it on tape. You've heard the, the phrase tough crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty tough crowd this week, Coach, over in the A-Sun office. I mean, Christian Richmond runs a touchdown back, and they're like, no, oh, big deal. We've seen that before. No big thing. And then David Walker uh, the addition at DN goes nuts, has four and a half tackles for lost two sacks, and they're like, yeah, we'll give it to somebody else. No big deal. I don't yeah. know what you got to do to get an award around here. To get two of them, though, it's not bad. Um, I guess they didn't want to sweep. I guess. You know, we talk about depth at running back. The D-line, you love the depth there, too. And I love it. You guys will do like a line change, like a mm-hmm. hockey team. Uh, what, what's it? Uh, just kind of give me your feel on the D line, and you know, obviously the additions and the guys who contributed. Man, I'll tell you, the guys that we brought in, JJ from uh, I can't remember what JUCO Jones Jones Community College, and and Stefan from West. I mean, 
those guys, the whole crew that we brought in, we're just so close-knit. We joke around. We laugh. We we just have so much camaraderie and, and enjoy playing with each other. And whenever we're out there on the field, it's just like everything clicks. You know, we can talk. We can discuss all of our stunts and our and our and our just plays go together. They run hand in hand, and, and the attitude is great. We're all workhorses. We come in, we get our work, we get our job done, and, and we're ready to go. And so it doesn't. Whenever you don't have very fluctuating um, performances, then it's really it's it's a really good thing. How do you keep the cohesion with all the guys in and out, or do you mostly play with the same unit? Well, we'll we'll play with the same unit. Sometimes I'll switch it out, and and we'll put like me with the with one of the twos or the twos with with Bedell or somebody like that and we'll kind of balance it like that it just depends on how we're playing that game and then what coach Davis feels like so we were talking about coach Kitchens in the break and I won't tell everybody what the conversation was but how do you feel about playing for him man I, I love coach Kitchens to death he's he's my dog he's uh he's just somebody that I go and sit in his office every single day and we'll sit in there for an hour or I'll sit in there for 30 minutes and we'll watch film and we'll just just joke around and, and just have have so much fun you know i mean he's just one of those guys that you can really relate to and i'll tell you that man loves the game of football more than anything and uh and he's a really cool guy to play with and super relational so i love him to death as a d lineman interior d lineman especially what do you look for on tape man i just see um a lot of positioning with their well a lot of the stuff you kind of catch on you have to catch on in game so you look at the offensive line's eyes you see where he's looking because his eyes are a key key tail to where he's going to go um, and then you'll also look at the weight on his hands. So if he's got really heavy weight on his hands, more more likely he's going to come down. And if he's got kind of light hands, then he's either pulling or he's going to pass set. And and I kind of had one of those plays uh, this week where I thought the the O lineman was passing, and I went to B gap, and I just totally screwed up. And I just as the first thing Coach Kitchens told me whenever I went in there, he said, "I don't know what you was doing on this play, but you were doing your own thing." And I said, "I feel terrible." I I, I thanked Corley Hooper because he got me out of that. He shot A gap whenever I was supposed to be there. So. I'm super thankful for that. Good teammate. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> hey, listen, I love a guy who will take responsibility for his mistake. That's beautiful. Uh, how about Tiber? Let's talk about him a little bit. Death taxes and Tiber with nine. He, it seems like every time I look at the stats, well, he had nine. I mean, it's almost like they didn't even change it out. I didn't know if they actually do the stats. They just leave him in there with nine tackles every week. I guess. That you guys, guy you run so stupid. many different things. I mean, you got different guys making plays in the backfield. I mean, I'm like, isn't he playing safety? What's he doing back there? Anyway, uh, you guys do are doing a lot of creative things defensively. How, how has it been to keep up with all that? Man, it's – I think it's just we're playing with freedom. Um, when our offense is putting up 49 points a game, 50 points a game, it just puts so much freedom on our defense. We don't have to play with, with super you know, tentative tendencies. And we go out there and we just have so much fun. We know that our offense is going to back us up and, and we're going to do that for them. And we're just, we're just flying around hitting folks. And as you can see, I mean, Cam God- Cameron Godfrey saw that 27 and a half twice. <laughs> I mean, we're just laying the wood on people. And, and it's so much fun whenever your offense is, has got your back whenever we got their back. And then we're just putting it all together and playing good defense. Yeah, right I, this is radio, so I can't really – I can't do it justice anyway. But there was a hit that yeah Cam put on their, de- their running back that was – I mean, illegal in four states. It was mm-hmm. it was pretty nasty. He was he was balling out, and he got a he got uh, got some big hits. And then we got you know T-Bird got another pick. His his stat line is insane, coach. You look across the board on him: a couple of forced fumbles, a couple of picks, yep. a ton of tackles. I mean, he's got to be in the conversation, I would think, for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I don't think there's any question. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and that's a that's a testament to the front. I mean, you know. A lot of times, offensive linemen, defensive linemen don't get enough credit, but those guys can do what they can do because our front seven is doing a great job. So what do you what can you tell me about uh, Eastern? I mean, you know this team well. You guys have played him a bunch the last couple of years. And the quarterback's good. He's very he he knows what he's doing. He's been in the system for a long time. I've played him three years now, or two years, I believe. Played him three times, 
And I'll just tell you, just based on the team, this is a team I hate. I want them every single year. I want these guys because they just – I feel like they just come in and they think they're arrogant and they think that they know what they're doing. And, and I just want to play them. This is the team that I want to beat every single year, year in and year out. And, and the quarterback and their O-line, we've played them so many times. And I just felt like that – you know, a couple times we handed the game over. It was not anything that they did, but it was all our fault, and I'm ready to get those back. Yeah, that last trip over there was not pleasant. Mm-mm. It was a heartbreaker. It was, it was at the end. It was a frustrating night. We've won a lot of games like that over the years. Yep. Haven't lost too many like that. Mm-hmm. You lose You lose on the, basically the last play of the game with eight seconds left um, by three. That, that hurts you. Let me ask you about Coach this week. Hey, Todd, if you'll hold that for just a second. Uh, we talked a little bit about um, North Alabama. And you guys are like, he hadn't played North Alabama. Mm-hmm. There was no hatred. Mm-mm. But he had enough for everybody. So how much did he talk about his disdain for uh, North Alabama You know what? In? The only time I heard him say anything about it was right before the game. And, uh, and, but he came with so much passion, so much energy. I knew it meant a lot to him. But he kept that inside, and, and, and I really respected it. But, you know, he doesn't pull that stuff out very much unless it means a lot to him. And so uh, whenever he said that, he really, he, he really lit a fire under us to go out there and play and play hard and play for him. And, and that's what we try to do every game. It was a long time ago when Coach was playing. Long time ago. But that was a game that I think everybody around here is still sick about because if he had gotten past that one, that was, the national, no that was the national championship team. That might have been it. It was. Yeah, there's no doubt. Unfortunately. Well, who knows? Let's uh, let's go win a bunch here down the stretch and see what happens with this team. I, I like the way you guys are playing right now. Pretty scary, pretty tough out right now, I'd say, for Central Arkansas. And it all starts this week. I'm really glad to hear that you don't like those guys. I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Halloween with you. Uh, I'm guessing you didn't go as a quarterback every year. No, no. Uh, I was uh, I was a football player a couple times. I really don't remember. We did a bunch of trunk or treating back at the church back in back in the day, but kind of really wasn't a big Halloween guy. I was a big Christmas Thanksgiving guy. Clearly, I'm got a full belly. Thanksgiving's so. my favorite too. And we were talking about that today. You know, people were asking they were from out of town, and they said, "Where in Little Rock should we go to, to trick or treat?" When you live in the country. And you got to walk a half mile to the next door. It yeah. doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. You does don't know it? where to go, uh, right. and you don't know who you're going to knock on the door. So, I mean, especially <laughs> in Little Rock, there there ain't no telling what. No, you're man, it's go it's good. To. You just got to you got to go to the right there. But I'm saying, if you live out in the country, you don't walk a half mile, go get some more candy, Absolutely and then do the half not. mile to another house. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That's not efficient at all. But in here in Conway, like you could still trick or treat. I think you should make up for lost time. Well, I tell you, me and Austin, my roommate Austin Eldridge, we didn't buy any candy, and we were sitting in there playing Xbox before we showed up, and we had our doorbell ring four or five times, and we didn't go open it. So we kind of really? felt bad. You I know. Gosh. You're gonna get egged or rolled. I know. Oh well, let me tell you, we got TP'd two weeks ago. <laughs> Did you? And I was out there with a big old pine tree stick, taking down toilet paper for an hour and a half. That's no so, fun. Yeah. But you can you can still trick or treat. You got a, you got an honest face. Austin looks like a serial killer. I don't know if I'd not give him any candy. <laughs> that big beard makes him look a little scary. Yeah. I mean, I love him, but you know what I'm saying. I love him, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, I got one more thing for you. Oh, tell me about uh, getting everybody out of uh, out of workouts. And I tell you, so I go out there early to practice every single day, and I, I kick balls with the specialists. Me and Chandler Connor just go out there and, and just kick balls, and I'll catch punts and just mess around. And, and we were sitting there and trying to get out. Coach Brown said, all right, if Caden Brown catches this punt, we're going to be done. We don't have to be at practice Thursday morning, and we were going to get an extra day of uh, fall break. And I just I knew. I was stone cold. I just knew I was going to get it. And uh, and so whenever he said that, I, everybody was hyping me up, asking me to switch gloves and get stickier gloves because I'm a D-lineman, and I got those big old padded gloves. And I told him, I said, I don't need it. I got this. And, and so uh, it was just the preparation and, and due diligence that I've paid over the over the years of being a specialist helper for a lot for a while. <laughs> And I was able to go out there and, and, and catch the punt and, and feel like a king for a little bit. You know, it's it's cool. They carry you off the field or anything? No, nobody carried me off the field, but they uh, they definitely chased me around and got me winded, so it was pretty cool. 
Who, who punted it? Chandler. Did he? Okay. Yeah, Chandler. He, he didn't try to punt it too high, though, right? He's trying to get out of workouts, I'll too. I'll tell you, Coach Brown will tell you, he gave me a little cheese ball. So it was pretty, pretty <laughs> yeah. easy. It was like throwing poo holes. Well, seven t- seven hey, times exactly. Chandler wanted to go home, too, so uh, he, yeah. he helped he, he helped me out. Hey, regardless, catching punts is hard. I don't care who you are. What, what kind of punt you're taking? For sure, especially for a fat guy. <laughs> well, eat your po' boy. You earned it. Yes, sir. All right, Caden Brown, good work. we uh, we got to hit a break here. We'll be back in a second. We are at Walk-Ons in Conway. Stay with us. Go UCA. You're listening to the Nathan Brown Show on the Buzz Radio Network, coming to you live from Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, a great place to take the family or catch the game. Now, back to Coach Brown and Justin. Kylan James, he'll take the direct snap, and he will set up his block and run behind his tight end. He's inside the 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Kylan James! Out of the wild bear. He's into the end zone. 2.30 left. Bears extend the lead, and that was easy. Kylan James never got a finger laid on him, and he races into the end zone for the score. All right, welcome back to walk-ons here in Conway. And uh, a little twist in the offensive side of things, as if he didn't have enough going on. Kylan James now on the wild bear. I mean, come on, coach. It's not even fair. That's uh, that's something you guys worked on in the off off week, or is that something that was in the book from the beginning of the year? We've had that in for a while, um, and and decided to, and, and honestly, of of all the games to bring it out, a wet game, right? Like you, someone that doesn't handle the ball like that, you know, very often. So, uh, you know, a good good play call by Coach Collins. I thought I thought we we knew kind of what we were going to get with with motion and will out, and they gave us a good box count, and obviously our O line and tight end blocked it up for Kylan, and he, he made the most of it. So, you know, anytime you get to this point in the season, you've got to continue to stay creative. And so uh, you are who you are. You, your personnel is not going to change. You know, what you're good at is what you're good at. But the more wrinkles you can throw in, the more 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 diverse you can be on offense, the worse it is for a defense. Uh, I keep throwing more wrinkles in every year, Coach. So do I. Um, let me ask you about a guy that got his first start the other day, and you guys went to him right out of the gate, Jordan Owens who, I'll tell you what, I've not been this high on a, on a tight end in a while. He just looks, and when you, again, when I get hear about a guy who looks like that, and I know played quarterback in yeah. high school, so I know he can run, got the versatility, I bet he's a pretty good basketball player too. He's got all kinds of upside. It's going to be scary, you know, a few years from now, but uh, what's your hope for him? Yeah, he's just so green in the position right now. He's got a great, obviously, position coach and Coach Collinsworth, one of the best football coaches I've ever been around. Uh, when he's high on a kid, I'm high on a kid, and he he thinks Jordan Owens could be as good as we've had. And um, you know, obviously, you know, we 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 are an opportunistic tight end passing team. We don't just live in the in that in that realm. We have in the past, and some of our you know some of our more athletic tight ends, we've gotten them in the mix more. Uh, but Jordan has the rare combination of the prototype body style. I mean, he's six foot five and a half, almost six six, uh, 255, 260 pounds. Uh, but he ha- he has a ton of athletic ability. Like when you watch him move and, and and get in and out of breaks, I mean, you can see the upside that he has. He's going to have to continue to be a factor. I mean, bottom line is, especially with the injury to Riadonada, um, he's playing a lot more. 
Um, and, and, and he's, and he needs to, he's just too dynamic not to, and he, you know, he's still fresh in the position. He's learning it. And, uh, you know, when you've been catching snaps your whole life and playing quarterback, just because that's what you, you've been the best player on the team, uh, it, it, you know, at your high school, it, you know, that's going to be a transition and playing division one ball, but he's, he's done a great job in a short amount of time and his upside's huge. Let me ask you about the, uh, situation in the center. We've seen a couple guys yeah. in there and I know you had an injury, um, to green, but you know, they, it looks like both guys are going to play. What's your plan there? Well, Jacob Cox is. We recruited him to be, you know, to compete for the starting job, and obviously Jack won that in the in, in fall camp, and 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 you know, we went with Jack for, you know, six seven weeks, and 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 he came up with a knee injury. But Jacob Cox is is definitely capable. He's been. We haven't skipped a beat with him in there. You'll see both of those guys play this week. All right, uh, we've got. I got a question about uh, some guys we saw around campus this weekend as part of homecoming. That was cool. We'll yeah. talk about that. Yeah. We got two minute warning coming up as well. And our beef report on Eastern Kentucky, brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council. It's 747. We'll be back to wrap things up here in just a bit on the Nathan Brown Show from Walk-Ons and Conway. Stay with us. Talking Bear football tonight on the Nathan Brown Show, presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro in Conway, and broadcasting live from their location at 955 South Amity Road. Hit Denton the receiver, and there goes McDowell right behind Denton, right into the end zone. He just finger-rolled it over the goalpost. Add it to the total. Can't get mad about that. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Walk On. Here for Sarah's doling out candy. Got an almond joy, Coach. Come on, underrated. Forget that about it. So good. So good. Happy Halloween, everybody. We're having some fun here tonight. Um, what do you say to a player who scores a touchdown and gets gets the finger roll? Uh, something that probably doesn't need to be said on here. Okay, um, but we did see some interesting things from him, and I'm excited about Clifton's potential and his future here. He's got such a huge upside. I mean, he's just he's just such a great athlete. He's a big kid, about six foot four, 220 pounds. Man, he runs with with a, with a passion and attitude, and and uh, you know you're going, you may see more and more of them. We'll okay. Just keep that under wraps. On the sideline, or nope. Okay, just checking. I'd like to clarify. All right, quickly the beef report brought to you by the Arkansas Beef Council, Eastern Kentucky, five and three, one and one. And man, I'll tell you what, uh, coach is in the news this week. And uh, for those who missed it, North Alabama has uh, parted ways with their head coach, and Walt Wells was in the in the uh, news coach before the season for all the wrong reasons. Nothing he did, but he had some health issues, and he had a real serious scare. Yeah, it's just a blessing that he's he's able to be where he's at. I mean, he he was, you know, he had a massive heart attack and missed a couple games, and literally was, uh, you know, I, I think it's well known was pronounced dead. And uh, you know, they brought him back to life, and and obviously, uh, one of the good guys in this profession. I love Coach Wells. I've gotten to know him really well over the last couple of years, and in, in, in some different head coaching functions and and, and meetings, and. Uh, just a good ball coach. Been doing it for a long time, and he's doing it at a university he loves. And you can tell his players respond and have his same energy. And um, I'm just it, it, happy for him and, and his family that everything worked out the way it did because it definitely didn't look good at, at, at a certain time. 
Well, Parker McKinney will certainly make uh, every coach on that raw, or on that staff feel a lot better. He is an impressive performer. Um, 35 of 42, 398, a touchdown, no picks last week. And he has uh, he's done a great job for that team. And, of course, the Bear fans know him all too well. 20 touchdowns on the season, five picks. So it all starts with him. And he's also their second-leading rusher. Last week, they're down 13 nothing. They come back, and they win 28-23, and it was largely due to his performance. Yeah, it's the same song, different dance with him. I mean, he's he's a uh, he's just one of the best quarterbacks at our level of football. I mean, he's he's poised. He knows their offense. He, he can get out of junk and trash with his feet. Um, but he also also has the ability to make a lot of plays with his arm. Um, he's, he's been an impressive young man to watch over the last couple of years, and you can see that his, his confidence has grown even from last year to this year. Um, and they tick as he ticks. We're going to have to bottle him up. If we don't get him down on the ground, he doesn't take many sacks. If we don't get him down on the ground, he'll 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 put you in a bad spot. And so, um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna throw some different things at him. Hopefully, hope him get him get him off their mark and and uh, and give us an opportunity to, uh, to to put him in a spot that that, that puts him in a uh, puts him in a tough tough situation. Uh, I want to ask you too, real quick, before we um, go too much further here, and that's going to be our beef report. I guess that'll be that. I think everybody knows a lot about the matchup. There's been uh, – hadn't been long, but certainly there is plenty of bad blood between these two. Um, real quick, had a couple of former players back last week, and we saw two former Bears going at it in the NFL yesterday yeah. and a third with uh, with Trey playing for yeah. the Texans as well. But, uh, you know, you get you get George Odom and you get uh, – for, for the Rams. Robert had, had, Yeah, we yeah. had Robert going at it. That's kind of a cool thing for yeah, a coach. Yeah, anytime you can see two, got two of your former players going after each other on Sunday, uh, making a lot of money, doing what they love, is is, is definitely, a, one, great for recruiting, but two, great for them and their families. I mean, that's that's a neat deal. And homecoming week always is big for alumni, and we were fortunate enough to have Jonathan Woodard in the house, one of the best to ever, ever strap it up at UCA. Uh, you know, had a, had an NFL career, had some great years in the CFL as well. Uh, still looks like he can play. I think yeah. he's staying in shape. Yep. You know, he was he was with the Chiefs to begin the year out. Uh, just ended up getting cut cut by them. So he's a free agent right now. And then uh, Dominic Croom was in, th- in, in in attendance as well. He was down there. Uh, Blake Beasley. You know, we are, there's just a whole slew of, of those guys that you know have been a part of this Division One era and, and it had a lot of success here and a lot been a part of championships. It's always great to see those guys. They're smiling faces and you know that's neat for me because I've been here a long time and, and you know and I was not only as a head coach but as assistant coach to see those guys come back. I mean. And I make sure they know this is their program. Blake Beasley, the all-time leading single-game rusher, and he was chased by Darius Hale the other night, who's second and third. Yeah. So Darius broke his own mark and uh, set a new A-Sun mark the other day. All right, let's get into our two-minute drill here, Coach. We've been talking about it all night. I don't mean to be a one-trick pony, but what, what's the best Halloween candy in your, your opinion? Man, I- <laughs> I, I, don't, I'm, I like Reese's Pieces. One, if I go chocolate, you know, we were talking about that. Almond Joy is obviously underrated, but but I, I've I've always me, me and my friends kind of got a run joke. You know, Dots is 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 a just you only see Dots during Halloween. Yeah, and they stick to your teeth for like hours, but yes. they're really good. Okay, uh, dark milk or white chocolate? Ooh, dark. Okay, same. Yeah. yeah. Do you like nuts in your chocolate? Yes or no? Absolutely. Me too. Um, do you uh, like candy corn or do you think it's trash? I like candy corn when it's mixed with pe- peanuts. Okay. Something something mixed with it, a chocolate, yeah. a, you know, a peanut. You know, I, I'm not a huge fan of just candy corn. 100%. Um, so when we, we grew up, I should have brought this up with Will, we went out on Beggar's Night, which is the night yeah, before Halloween. I heard you Halloween. say that. I didn't know what that it's was. the night before Halloween. Okay. We go out. So the cool thing is on Halloween, then you can actually go to parties because the kids <laughs> already got their candy. Well, there you right? go. That's nice. So you have, but you don't just go up and go trick or treat. You go up and tell a joke. So, like, when I was a kid, my joke was, where do space cows live? 
in the Milky Way. Do you have a corny joke that you carry in case you need one? <laughs> I don't, but, man, I need to keep one. That's you, great. You can borrow mine. That's a good one. All right, we got Cincinnati and Cleveland going at it in an AFC North matchup tonight, Coach. You go in Cleveland or Cincy if you got to spend two days for a vacation. Oh, you got, gosh. like, Skyline Chili against the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I, don't, I mean, ch- Cleveland's got other like good Italian food. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know what sense he's got to offer, but I mean, I'm not a huge fan of either one. They both have ugly colors, you know. The Bengals and the Browns. The, the cities are just, you know, they're very, you know, they're very workmanlike cities. Yeah, it's very blue collar. Um, blue collar, yeah. I mean, pro- I mean, I've, I've I've been through the Cincinnati airport, so I'm gonna say Cleveland. I've never been there. Okay. And LeBron James is from there. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, scariest for you. Last thing for Halloween here. Clown from it. Michael Myers, Jason, Chucky, or Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter. Same. All right, good answer. Absolutely. Excellent work. Excellent work today. All right, long trip over to Richmond, Kentucky, Coach. I don't know how you get there, but you can't get there from here, at least not, not easily. It's, so It's a long trip, and that's one we've been, we, you know, you know, uh, as a staff we talked about. We kind of underestimated the trip last time we went out there. We left a little later than what we probably should have, so we've, we've upped our schedule a little bit um, in preparation for knowing that, that you won, you lose an hour. Um, you know, that's something you, you don't kind of realize until, yeah. you, until you get over there. Uh, but but two, uh, two, just having the experience of already being over there and, and, and getting in late on a Friday night. So we've made some proper adjustments. Our last long trip was to Kennesaw, Georgia, and it, it ended up ended up well for us. So we're going to try to approach it the same way. Yeah, I would do that. Feel good? I do. I'm right. excited. Good luck Big, this week. big, big weekend for our guys. It is. Win this one, then you get to set up another big one. You win this one, and you got you, you continue with the uh, with the problems moving forward as far as selection committee. I love it. Let's go, let's go. All right, uh, it is a four o'clock kick. They're all four o'clock kicks the rest of the way. Three o'clock pregame, Central Time. That is, we will be playing in the Eastern Time Zone. Uh, we hope you tune in. It's a lot of fun. This Bear offense is rolling. The defense is playing fast and nasty right now. Let's hope it continues. And Chris Kane will be in next week to recap it with Coach Brown here at Walk-Ons in Conway. I hate to miss it, but. Uh, crossover season got hoops too so there you go go bears basketball there you go got one tomorrow night exhibition over at the ferris center seven o'clock if you want to join us but anyway join us next week here on the nathan brown show from walk-ons and uh hopefully listen in on saturday as well the nathan brown show has been presented live from walk-on sports bistro in conway and brought to you in part by the arkansas beef council splash car wash la quinta inn and suites conway conway regional at&t Highland Dairy, DDS Dentures and Implants, HD Roofing and Construction, and Conway Corp.